America, America, God shed his light on thee. I think I'm messing up the words. Quiet. All right. Welcome to the second episode of No Name Nashville. I'm your host, Kirk. Um, I should come up with like a co-host, my imaginary friend, Ted or something. Um, yeah, but, uh, so a lot's happened this week in the music industry. I've got a lot to talk about. I want to, um, it's July 4th in two days. And I want to talk about a little bit about what country music has meant to me as, and how it relates to my patriotism and just like the, uh, the relationship I feel like country music has with freedom and with motivating what it what it did for me i think is as a soldier and motivating me so we'll get into that um but let's see i've got some notes i love the notes that i put in so here's i just have like a a notes you know my notes app on my phone and this the first the first note is is tenel towns okay and I, let me let me go over to her album and just read out some of the song titles. By the way, I loved the album Lemonade Stand released last weekend. Um, I've been a huge fan, and I really appreciate that the album. So the the in thing to do it seems like in Nashville, especially for you know I think this is her first album release. the The in thing to do is to waterfall the releases, so they do like one or two singles, and then they do like an EP. Maybe one more single, and then they release the album. And for some artists, uh, this especially a popular country duo that has recently released an album, that just means they're gonna release like one or two B side songs or songs that should be B sides, and get you to listen through the entire album again, and then feel dumb. No, but uh, what I loved about Tenille Town's album was that there were actually some some standouts that I really love some, but yeah, let, okay. Let me holding out for the one where you are. Come as you are find you. I mean, essentially half of the album is about her waiting for some guy or, uh, feeling hurt by F boys possibly here in Nashville. And I, I mean, I just bring this up because, guys, we, I need Tennille Towns to be okay. All right? Tennille Towns has big Dolly Parton energy. And, you know, obviously, like, Dolly Parton is going to live forever. Uh, we know that. But, you know, she's she needs to have, you know, in her older days, like... It's like uh, it's like the the queen over in England. What is her name? Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth. How she's you know starting to give up some of her royal duties. And that, I mean, think, I I think in country music right now we have a couple contenders for Vice Dolly Parton, and obviously the other one is Lauren Elena. I think honestly we're gonna have to we're gonna need them to Dolly Parton off at each other, as which would essentially just be. Comp, a compliment off and they'll just throw they'll hurl compliments at each other and then just the last woman standing um loses because um 
Dolly. I don't know how this contest is. I have no clue. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just, I need, we need to make sure as it's like when the vice president, um, or like the, uh, someone who's running for president gets secret service, um, protection. It's the same thing with Dolly Parton or, uh, sorry, well, <laughs> with Danielle Towns. I just, we need her to be okay. And if there's, if we need to find some like Middle Eastern prince, you know, obviously we're gonna have to convert him to Christianity and then, you know, just give, we need to find, we need to make sure she's okay. Um, I'm really worried. I'm really worried about her, but yeah, anyways, I loved this album. It's awesome. Check it out if you haven't. Um, I added to my playlist. I've added when I meet my maker. Actually, I added that to the No Name Nashville playlist. Check that out. Um, but I to my personal playlist, I've added Come As You Are, Find You. And then I think I had somebody's daughter already like added previously. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I've got a bunch of things to talk about today. Um, it was a weird week with the whole Chase Rice concert. And uh, I think the way that I kind of want to approach this is I, you know, I, I knew I wanted to share this, but I'm going to give some background as to why I've decided, you know, like to, to take the step into the music industry, like why, you know, why would I want to work here? Here's why. So I grew up in a very restrictive household. My dad was a pastor. Um, and you know, it, you know, a lot of kids grew up in, in scenarios like that, where it was just, uh, you know, looking back to me, religiously toxic, just kind of weaponizing spirituality. There's there's something interesting that uh that I that I think really relates to all of this. That what I'm getting into, but the uh, the Thirty Tigers president Wa regularly say, "We want our artists, we want their art to flow from them as if inevitable," and I think that's very important for an artist. But I mean, I think just in life in general to millennialize this, you're living your best life, um, but you're really like fulfilling your passions and you're fulfilling your calling when it flows from you as if inevitable. I feel like there's almost a spiritual energy to that. And I still very much am a man of faith and believe that we all have an individual calling and that God has created us or designed us, um, you know, with with our own unique set of skills and gifts that the world needs and that we're, you know, we're not fulfilling that purpose when we're restricted, when we're not free. So, you know, after leaving sort of that atmosphere, I went to school, went to a very, um, went to a very, <laughs> you know, very restrictive school as well. Uh, it was a military academy and, uh, it was a great for, place for me to to learn a lot, learn a lot about myself, learn a lot of life lessons, and get an education, obviously. But then went from there straight into the army, which also, you know, it's the military. And again, looking back, I can't imagine my life without the military. Um, it was definitely the place for me to to be to grow. It gave me structure uh, to kind of deal with just a lot of the the things that I needed to work through to become the man that I believe I am today. So, all good things, but when I was I made the, when I made the decision to get out of the military, 
Um, I was just thinking about a lot about what things that were important to me. And, you know, as a soldier, one of the things that people say a lot, like soldiers fight for what soldiers fight for freedom. And I've had some friends say some pretty interesting things. So if you thought of that, that's, uh, or said some pretty interesting things when I've said that sentence to them. So if you thought of something different, no worries, but I think we can all agree. Like that's kind of the, the saying, right? Like soldiers fight for freedom and looking to get out. I realized that, uh, you get deployed. I got deployed twice and coming back. It's just, you know, you, you, you have sort of like a worldly perspective possibly. And more and more, more than ever. I mean, and then even right now for me personally, I believe that and through this pandemic, like people sort of just are giving their freedoms away. So, you know, as a soldier, I've really believed that it was my job to protect those freedoms. And now people seem back at home to just be willing to like completely give them up. And I th- I think that, you know, life often mimics art. And when I look at, just take country music, for example, when I look at country music, you know, you have a lot of artists that they aren't producing art that is organic to them. And so coming to Nashville, I really wanted to like work with a company that, or, or learn from a company that I believed was allowing artists to let art flow from them as if inevitable. And you know, I think it's really important for artists, individual voices to be heard. And I think that, like I said earlier, life often mimics art. And I think that something that um, the American people may need right now is just to see some fiercely independent, uh, almost freedom idea fighters. And that may seem super meta, but it's just kind of what I believe in. That's why I'm, why I decided to intern with 30 Tigers. I just, I feel like supporting independent artists, providing label services to them allows them to produce the art that they're meant to produce. You know, obviously there's a partnership there and there's a give and take, but largely these artists are just, the, the, the art goes untouched and it's completely organic to them. And I think that's a super powerful thing today more than ever yeah so so looking at the at the situation with chase rice i think it was a bad idea i think you could have probably predict predicted the media firestorm that would have followed or or at least the attempted cancellations to follow and it's it largely was just a bad idea just for just from a pr perspective that being said the concert took place in a state where death rates are dropping, where hospital capacity is going up. And I understand that that those things are happening in a spike in cases. Uh, But if we're looking at flattening the curve and getting through this, then I believe personally, the most important things are hospital capacity, ensuring we're keeping up with the virus and we don't want people dying obviously from this unnecessarily. So I, I just say that to say like some of the statistics I believe cast doubt on the idea that just because you 
have a concert or do something like that that you are supporting the death of a large amount of people like it's the numbers to me just aren't don't support that so i think that artists and i think especially country music fans should be able to assess and mitigate their own risk you know in the military we're always taught don't run from risk mitigate it and you know i've been wearing my mask because even though it does worry me quite a bit that I'm constantly touching the mask and I put it down on surfaces and then I put it on my face. I'm not sure. I, it's just, I understand that right now that's something that makes people feel like we're mitigating this risk and I want to be part of the team in that effort. But, um, I think that, you know, that's my decision. (laughs) And I think that in America, the reason that this is America is because we're free. I mean, are we free to make stupid decisions? I think that's what it ultimately it comes down to. C- can people answer that question? Are we free to do stupid things? And obviously, you know, with the concert, those were within local and state guidelines for having a concert. I mean, they, they scanned just under 900, so like 890 tickets for a venue that was supposed to hold 10,000. There was plenty of space to spread out, and obviously some people up front didn't do that, but I've also seen evidence in Instagram pictures and actually spoke with spoke with one of the, the ladies that was there, and she said, you know, we in our friend group stood in the back, and some people were, you know, a little smarter about going to this concert. I, don't, I wouldn't have gone to this concert. I wouldn't have made that decision, but I'm not, I don't feel like it's my place to decide for those people whether or not they should. I just think that that country music needs to continue to support just freedom of expression and that may mean freedom through a pandemic. I don't know. That's probably controversial, but I I I I do want I want to say that again that I didn't think it was a wise move, but I also understand that it was those fans decisions to go to that concert. Uh, it was that venue's decision and they had the freedom to put on according to, they were following the laws. They had the freedom to do it. Maybe it wasn't the smartest thing, but they were able to do it. And so they did. And I, I just, I'm always going to err personally. I'm just going to always err on the side of people being freer. And that stays consistent through what I think about artist expression and them being allowed to express themselves freely without the possible influence of a big label. So yeah, anyways, that's what I was that's what I thought about that situation. Yeah, I wanted to go through and just kind of like talk about some of my favorite I watched a, a bunch of military country music videos. Some of this these music videos, you know, the song didn't even relate to the military, but they kind of they themed it. And I just want to say that if you thought I was going to say something to the effect of military music videos or military country music songs are patronizing to the military, uh, I absolutely do not support that. I love country music relationship with the military. I think it's really special. And it's honestly, I've always really felt cared about or cared for what me and my soldiers were doing I felt cared about by the country music. I felt seen. 
I get that could be that's a modern word. <laughs> Some of the biggest names in country music that have made almost made a name off singing about the military. I like you know Toby Keith. Obviously, Toby Keith is obviously the number one name. I mean, he's done almost three hundred USO shows, and I've been one of the I've been one of the people that have been at those shows, and that's really meant a lot to me. I love how country music and especially songs like the ones that Toby put out like American soldier and courtesy of the red, white, and blue, you know, whether, whatever you think about the wars that were on and can, you know, some seemingly some people forget are still in whatever you think about those, you know, he really gave us something to, you know, he gave us a song to sort of grab a hold of. And I think not just us, but our families and, it was a boot in our ass too. I feel like it's just a motiv- motivating song, and I I love that country music kind of pushed us out the door uh, with a bunch of support up front, and then now there's a growing trend. Uh, the uh, there's a someone I used to know by Zach Brown band that music video, and also the cover me up Morgan Wallen version, the music video for that short film. You know, they're both dealing with PTSD. So it's almost as if country music now, seeing what soldiers have gone through over the last decade, two decades, you know, they, they're they kind of giving us art to heal to. And I really appreciate the support on either end. Uh, I love country music. I love their relationship with soldiers and I, I really appreciate it. So yeah, I just, I wanted to go through... I wanted to go through some of my favorite music videos and then just one music video at the end that was patronizing. And I just want to give my views on like what makes it patronizing. And hopefully in the future, you know, a lot of these music videos get it right. But in the future, just give some, hopefully give some tips on what you can do to keep a music video from being patronizing to soldiers. So I mentioned Toby Keith, uh, in American Soldier, I actually was watching that video and seeing these guys, they had dressed up in like flat brim hats. And I was like, well, who is it? They give us like British hats. Like what, what is this bullshit? They didn't even do any research. And then I went in and checked. They're actually our helmets during World War II. So Amer- Toby Keith's American Soldier video taught me something about American soldiers. Uh, so I was absolutely wrong. And I was, you know, getting a little you know, little stick up my ass about that. And then just realize that no, I was wrong. So actually they did do their homework in that video. Um, I'm thankful for, uh, in particular, the, the, the two videos that have stuck out to me the most are Zach Brown bands. Someone I used to know, which is, I think a very, it just does a great job. Like you, you can definitely, put yourself in those shoes. I think it like gives a very good picture of what it's like. I think coming back feeling alienation and, and then just the effects of PTSD. And honestly, like one of the things I love the most about that music video is that there's like a note, a little video from Zach Brown at the end. He really relates it to the rest of society. And I think as far as, civilian military relationships go 
more than ever, there's what we call a warrior class and a small percentage of not only a small percentage of soldiers that serve, but also of the general population, but also a small percentage of families. So a lot of soldiers are generational. And that just means that with that warrior class, you know, some, a lot of Americans, since there's a small percentage, a small, small network of soldiers, a lot of Americans don't know soldiers. They're, you know, sometimes misrepresented or, or underrepresented. And I think understanding that issues like PTSD are not just soldier issues, but they're, they're issues that, that are similar at least to feelings that civilians have. It just kind of brings us together. And I really appreciate Zach Brown Van and someone I used to know bridging that gap. Uh, Cover Me Up, the the music video, you know, obviously this is a Jason Isbell song and an incredible song. And it, you know, it's not really anything related to the military, but it tells, you know, a military, a, a soldier with PTSD who has come home. When I watch this music video, I can relate to it so strongly because I have a friend who has done the same things or has experienced the almost exact same situations that are, are represented in that video. Uh, we're talking about a guy who a grown ass, really tough, like man that I love a soldier that I've worked with who his wife will find him curled up in a ball in his closet because just of some of the terrible memories that he has um, or times where he'll have a traumatic episode or, or a flashback and pass out and roll down his stairs. Just some terrible things. And, you know, that's a guy that I constantly check up on because of, you know, well, at the end of the video, you're always just wanting that soldier to understand that they're loved. And so I I just, that's especially as soldiers begin to come home and as there's a growing population of soldiers that have come home with PTSD and who are experienced the effects of that. I think it's such a great representation of it. And it really allows people to understand what it's like. I love Trace Atkins, still a soldier. I believed that it was a soldier at the very beginning. And then it turns out that it was. It was just the telling the story of a, an actual soldier. Keith Urban's For You. I, what, what I wrote down is, this is a cheesy soldier music video done right. I loved the random unnecessary explosions. Looking at the band through binoculars. Cutting away to seals. You know, it was cheesy and I, I hope, I, it seemed like there was some awareness of that. And I just loved it. It was entertaining. Carrie Underwood's Just a Dream. This this is a song, a song and then a music video that is so good it sucks. Uh, it starts with her walking down. It keeps cutting back to her walking down the an aisle in her wedding dress, and then as she gets closer and closer to the to the altar, they keep cutting back to this to this scenario. As she gets closer to the altar, it turns into a black dress, and you you realize that the soldier has died it's 
it's incredibly uh yeah it's an emotional music video i will say i've been to a carrie underwood song or sorry a carrie underwood concert and there came a point where you realized that the purpose of what she was doing she wanted people to feel emotional she wanted people to get a little riled up emotionally and so then she started playing stock footage just random stuff uh that you always see of soldiers and it just felt distant i felt disconnected from it and to me that's where stuff can get patronizing uh where you're just using images of soldiers and not just images of soldiers but like burials of soldiers to get an emotional reaction from the crowd that's messed up to me but in situations like that where the soul pr- just think about the intention what are you, what are you using those images to what is the is it to honor or is it to oh we can use this we can flash this image just to get people riled up it's disrespectful to me lee bryce's i drive your truck lee bryce this music uh this song this music video is where i i feel like start i took my first step into deep diving into country music because i started to realize i really connected with the story and i realized the you know it's from the perspective of driving his truck once he's dead like just the imagery just the storytelling in that song i realized wow this is something i really connect to and there's a million songs like that in country music and I just realized I feel like for the first time with that song that you know it my I guess fandom of country music could go a little deeper and I could connect a little harder. Now this is this is the video that I that I hated honestly. And if you're watching this please country music listen to these lessons. I'm just going to go through some of the some of the things that I saw and it sucks because I love this artist. I respect this artist. Uh, He's the king of emo dirt. The song's A Thousand Graves, and it's Rustin Kelly. His video for that, bro, it's just atrocious. So it starts off with this very young-looking female soldier with full bird colonel rank on. And I don't understand you guys to know our ranks. A full bird colonel... So I've I've a friend who her mom was a Fulbrook colonel and so like this would have, you know, this woman had like children when she was a Fulbrook colonel, she had like children in college. She's not some like green 21-year-old or 19 even younger, who knows. So right off the bat you really you're just something's up here. They obviously they obviously just from the very beginning haven't done any research. Uh this is completely inaccurate. Uh, they cut away to a couple different other things and then get come back. She's now a fuzzy, we call them in the military, where she's not wearing any rank, which usually means that this is a private. Um, so she goes from full bird, which is an 06, down to an E1, just jumping 16 ranks. Right after that, you see a shot where they're wearing ACU blouses in their this always happens. I don't. This this happens in Hollywood all the time. We never wear our uniforms with the Velcro up and around our neck. 
almost like a almost like a a ASU turtleneck. No one wears it like that. And you you just start to realize what you start to realize is that there's no way the person that created this video has talked to anyone in the military about making this. So there, there's obviously no like an even an attempt at understanding the traditions or and I mean you guys should know this like I feel like you guys know this like we take great pride in representing you guys in our uniforms and we tra- take great care in like making sure that the uniforms are put together like there's a there's a very strict culture around that I saw that during the protests the National Guard there was a guy in a uniform walking around and the National Guard immediately identified the guy because we can tell immediately that the guy doesn't know how to wear the uniform. And so, you know, I'll be honest with you. Like I, sometimes I feel like, Oh, am I just being like too sensitive about this stuff? But it really, honestly, man, when you're, I, I would think that if you're making a music video with soldiers in it, you would want soldiers to feel a sense of pride about like the job that you've done. And even like as the the video moves forward, um, so there's patches, all the patches are wrong. They're just complete. The uniforms are effed, man. The, the storyline of the music video is that this officer is like a Lieutenant is going to now like, they're going to fall in love in a deployed environment and start having sex, which is not legal according to military law. Uh, no one gets to have sex on deployments happens a lot. So, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't really care if like that's something that's represented. I, I honestly, I don't cause like it's, it's accurate, but at least get the uniforms right. Show that you care. If you're going to make us all look like shit by showing two soldiers fucking while they're deployed, uh, being completely unprofessional, this, I don't know, this Lieutenant's like screwing one of his soldiers. It's like, that's an absolutely it was definitely nothing, something I never would have done before these two have sex. The, <laughs> the girl's just standing there, like wiping down the stock of her rifle, like the handguard. And then, you know, it shows her doing that and then looking up at him sitting on a bench with, I mean, the bench had like, I mean, dude, can I at least give us like, 245 plates the bench had like 10 pound on either side it looked like they'd pulled it from a garage sale or something and then the guy's just like sitting there with his dog tags out like a douchebag with his shirt off and then this like random guys with their shirts off and acu pants in the background so then they you know as i would have expect if all you're doing is just like standing around with your shirt off in a in, a, in an outpost and fucking your soldiers they get absolutely obliterated. There are a lot deeper problems than just them sleeping with each other. They're not conducting any type of security. So yes, they get absolutely wasted. And it at one point it shows the female soldier wearing her helmet the wrong direction. So that's cool. I think we, we, I would expect as a soldier to like, you know, give some, give some artistic license and understand that that's a thing but 
I think where this becomes patronizing, I feel like in the music video, what they were looking for was just a love story, right? And they decided to put a little twist on it by making it a love story in the military. And so to me, if you're going to then use the military to put that little twist in your story, you don't get to just half-ass it because, I mean, I do, do I need to explain that? Like, it's just, it was really disappointing, the entire music video. I think it's important to remember that when you make a music video involving the military, you know, it that really like has an impact on how people view us. So are you bringing dignity to that image and the sacrifice that's happened? Or are you just completely and utterly not even half-assing it um, just to add an edge to your story? Um, and go ahead, involve the military. I, I feel like I've, in this episode, you know, I've showed that I love the support, but... But don't do it at the expense of making us look like absolute doofuses because that's what you're representing. And I will say, like, check out the music video because it's gonna got a cool ending. Like, even though, again, it's shitty and makes us look, you know, it. I, I would hope that that wouldn't happen. And that's just kind of a weird thing to, like, hone in on with the military. But, yeah, check it out. I'm going to put a bunch of some of my favorite military songs for the July 4th weekend. So check that out. No name Nashville playlist on Spotify and we'll be back next week. Thanks for watching guys. Bye.